0: We'd love to thank our sponsors for today's episode. We have Lauren Anderson Photography, who is a phenomenal photographer here in Central Illinois. We've used her for our own family, and she is outstanding. Also, Zeller Electric, they can help you with all of your electrical needs. Welcome to the h h Hour Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Heidi Bolt, and I'm here alongside my sister and my co-host, Heather Taves, who is our second age. Hi, Heather. Hello. Good to see you.
1: Yes. Awesome to see you too.
0: Yeah. Even though I get to see you very often. Quite often. Um, speaking of how often we see each other, my son was in the woods with my husband yesterday. Okay. And he said, Dad... I'm so sad that since we moved, I pretty much never get to see the tabes anymore. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So in his just turned seven-year-old mind, now that we live 14 minutes apart, I actually think it's more like 12, he feels like he never sees you anymore. I mean, I know we've talked about this before, (laughs) but I can kind of relate. When we were two minutes apart, it was just a constant like in and out of our homes. (laughs) So he thinks that it's a big deal. Oh, buddy. It is kind of a big deal. But then we counted up the number of times he had seen Jules that week, Mm -hmm. and it was at least four or five. And she had, they had spent the night together twice. Yes. In one week. Yes. (laughs) So it's still pretty Pretty consistent. (laughs) Pretty good.
1: Oh, sweet boy. That's so fun. Well, if you're a first time listener or maybe a new listener, Heidi, Mm -hmm. we've had a lot of new listeners lately, which Mm -hmm. is so awesome. So we just want to say welcome. Welcome to our show. And, um, we hope that this hour, these minutes that you listen to us really encourage you and really point you to Jesus because that's our that's our main thing. That's the whole point. Yep. yep. We talk a lot about ordinary life and ordinary things. Heidi and I have very ordinary lives when it comes to the roles that we play in our families and in our lives, but we've – Really begin to realize that when you look at those ordinary things through a different lens, right. when you don't view it as just mundane, when you start to – we say this a lot, too – when you start to see that it's really the littlest things mm-hmm. that are the biggest things. Right. You know, I think sometimes we wait for these big things to happen, and we miss out on all the little things that are right in front of us. Yeah. And we forget that those those things are the things we'll miss. That's right. You know, when our kids grow up and leave the house, those yeah. little things are the things we're going to miss. And yeah. so just reminding ourselves, really, I mean, that's kind of why we started this, was to remind ourselves mm-hmm. that ordinary is extraordinary when you view it through that lens and when you allow yourself to take notice of those little things.
0: Absolutely. And I think of an example in my life. It was just today. Um, two of my little ones woke up kind of early, and so they came and climbed into my bed well, my husband was already up and in the shower ready, getting ready for work. And so I took the opportunity to just grab my Bible, and they were watching a show together. Then my husband went down and made coffee, and he brought me up a cup of coffee, which is not unusual for him to do that. He does it multiple times a week for mm-hmm. me. But in my head, I had this thought, like, man, mean, he's so good to me. Mm-hmm. But then I realize, like, if I don't say that, he's not going to know that I think that. Mm-hmm. I think so often we wait to tell our husbands, like, on a special date night or mm-hmm. on a special trip mm-hmm. or in a big monumental moment, yep. like, how much we like them mm-hmm. instead of, like, Going okay. Here's the something small mm-hmm. that he's doing for me that I can point out to him, mm-hmm. and so I did. I just said, "You're so good to me." Oh, that's and good. His face lit up. That's so um, good. So I think just reminding people that those little acts, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're serving someone or if they're serving you, those those are part of what make up the big thing, which in this case is our marriage. Your marriage, you know, right. those little the acts little of kindness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, they
1: all add up. Yeah, Chris, my husband often says, you know, it's all those little steps that you take towards each other. Yeah, but it's also all the little steps you take away from each other. Absolutely, that then can destroy your marriage. Absolutely, you know. And I, I know in our marriage, m- my husband Chris is—he's really good at saying the little things all the time, mm. all the time. And I'm not very good at mm. it, and so I have to work at that. Okay. I have to be the one. Now, I'm really good at doing acts of service to yeah. show him that I love him you know, keeping our sheets clean and washed and yeah. cooking meals for him and taking care of him and doing all of the work, right. if you will. Um, but I'm not very good at speaking those things. Mm-hmm. And yet that's how he wants to, re- that's how he wants to hear it because that's his love language. So I have to be very conscious of that. And mm-hmm. I have to, and it is hard. Like sometimes I'm sure there <laughs> are some of you out there who can, can relate to this. It's like pulling teeth mm-hmm. for me to, say the things and i don't know why not all the time just Mm -hmm. sometimes say the things that i know that i should say to him Hmm. or uh, maybe more of like saying them back to him yeah like if he says them to me then i feel like i'm
0: just repeating them out of because i have to sure yeah which is so unique that someone like yourself who's a communicator Mm -hmm. finds it hard to communicate to your husband sometimes what you think or Mm -hmm. feel
1: yeah yeah it's more about emotional feelings Hmm. Um, and not about, I'm a pretty good communicator when it comes to like daily life Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. Sure. Emotion is. Why do you think that is? Um, I think because I can be a very like pragmatic in some ways Mm -hmm. person where I don't want to, actually, I'm not even sure that's the right word, but I don't want to say something unless I really feel it. Okay. So, you know, I'm not going to say something if I only believe it 50% or 75%. Hmm. And sometimes you just don't feel it. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. you know, you love your spouse. You know that you are, um, I, I can't Chris think of it. is an, weeping right now. I know, now. my poor husband. But if, if you don't,
0: like, if you don't feel it 100%, then it's hard to say. I'm so sorry. I'm not laughing at you. Yes, you are. I just think this is so funny. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. I, I can, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sort of like. When one of you wants to be romantic and the other one's kind of like, man, I know I should be into this, but I'm just not feeling it. I'm just not quite there. And so then you've got that mind battle of like, do I just go for it and I don't feel it? Or do I tell him that I'm not into (laughs) it and risk hurting his feelings? You know, so I, I get it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, Yeah.
1: It's just different personalities and different struggles. And honestly, it's the thing that I have to overcome mm-hmm. to say, like, this is what my husband needs. And this is, I know that this can be a struggle. It's not all the time, but I'm just not ooey-gooey. Mm-hmm. not. And I've gotten less ooey-gooey. I was thinking about this this morning. When we were kids, I was probably middle of high school. Mm-hmm. There was this, our mom had a, a home business that she was really successful in. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that she brought back from a conference one time was a personality Test. Okay. You know, those personality tests are really popular. And yeah. It was a color oh, one. I remember that. Yeah. And so you would answer all these questions and mm-hmm. then you would be given a color. Right. Okay. So, like green, our mom was green, which is very uh, straightforward, black and white, not afraid to pull, p- like say the hard thing, okay. direct. Okay. You know, and I was the opposite of that. I was blue. Okay. Emotional, sappy, more of the person that would be emotional about something. Okay and i think it was partially true hmm. that that was my color but as i've gotten older i feel like that's changed i feel hmm. like i've become way less emotional in some ways uh i feel like i've become more direct more more like my mom really huh. in a, in a lot of ways yeah. and yeah. i just find it interesting that cuz i do feel like my person and some of that might have to do with the fact that I've had to become that way in some of the roles that I've played and some leadership roles and having to deal with some hard things Mm -hmm. and work with people and have to say hard things. And so maybe part of it is that, but Mm -hmm. it's just interesting. I was thinking about that this morning. I I thought if I took that test again, I guarantee you, I would not be blue. Oh yeah. Yeah. It would be interesting to find that test and I've looked for it. it. I can't can't find find it. it. I think it's like old and gone. Yeah. It was before the internet. So.
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, we're excited that you're here to listen with us. Um, that's a little insight into how these podcasts kind of transpire. Sometimes Heather and I chat together, and we talk about all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have guests on our show, and those stories are incredible mm-hmm. to get to give these people a platform to share what God's doing in their life. Um, and just the amount of feedback we have gotten, Heather, over our guests has mm-hmm. been outstanding, yes. just how their stories have um helped people make major life decisions. Yes. Um. So that can be a little humbling sometimes to realize that this podcast is helping people really put their eyes on Jesus and help direct their course. So that's mm-hmm. so cool. Mm-hmm. Um. But Heather, one thing about both of us that our listeners may not know, we actually had someone message us just the other day asking, she had started listening to the podcast and she asked... Um, you mentioned your church. What church is it? Yeah. And where do I find it? Yeah. Um. And so I was able to message her back about it. But one thing that you and I both are highly involved in, and we have been forever, is yeah. leadership at our church. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people don't even know. Um. For those of you that just heard that yawn, that's my three-year-old Wilder. He's on my lap. But you know, if people aren't familiar with like, what does leadership at their church mean? So your husband, Chris, and my husband, Kip, We're in leadership together with some other couples Mm -hmm. in our church to actually lead the church Mm -hmm. Um, in place of a traditional pastor. We... Pulled out role. Right. And we're both a part of the teaching and preaching team. Mm -hmm. And so we alternate and our husbands do as well and many other people. But you got to preach yesterday Mm -hmm. at our home church, which is church 214 here in Peoria, Illinois. Yes. Um, and we have such a heart and such a passion for the church of Jesus. You know, we talk about the big C church, meaning the global church and the local church here. So like our local church here, but I got the privilege of serving in the baby room yesterday yes. and taking care of the babies. So I did not get to hear your message. Yeah. So usually if we recap a message, I've already heard what you're going to talk about or you what I'm going to talk about. Right. But I was out of the service. So will you fill me in? Yeah. Okay. What did so, you talk about? Well, before we jump
1: into that, I have to say something really quick. We were just counting up the babies in our church. Yes. So our church is... um Coming up on four years old, which is just crazy. Yeah, that it's it seems like it's been forever, and it seems like it was yesterday. In those four years, Heidi, we've had or are having twenty one babies born. Wow, that
0: is incredible!
1: Isn't that crazy? So for twenty one babies for a smallish church is a big deal. It's incredible. I know that's incredible. So that's why we that's why we all serve in the baby room. We rotate because there's so many babies. Yes. It's so much fun. But yes, I did get to teach last week and – or yesterday, actually. And I thought it was something that was worthwhile for us to share and hear because I think it relates to everyone. I think okay. it's something I struggle with for sure. And it's – I think this is something that we all would probably say, hand up, me too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And by me too, I don't mean like hashtag me too. I mm. mean, I struggle with this as well. Yeah, And it's this whole idea that we focus so much on on our problems Mm -hmm. instead of on God's promises. Mm -hmm. And even when we talk about it with our friends or we talk about with our spouse, there's nothing wrong with talking about your problem, but we sit and kind of dwell in the problem Mm -hmm. instead of speaking God's promises and believing truth over our problems. And even when we pray, we do this. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we spend more time praying about the problem than praying God's promises over that problem. And so we just have this whole, you know, I don't, obviously don't have time to go into everything today, um, but we have this whole conversation about what that looks like. And I, I used an example from a book that I read recently by Pastor Stephen Furtick of Elevation Church in North Carolina. His book called Crash the Chatterbox. And it's all about the voices that we listen to. Mm. And, the, you know, Heidi, are you like this where you'll. Your mind just goes and one thing leads to another and another and another. One thing that you think about one problem then leads to another problem and you just go into this downward spiral of thinking all of these things that that you're beating yourself Mm -hmm. up over. And I read this uh, dialogue that Pastor Furtick had written in his book about It starts with a light bulb Mm. that was out in his bathroom and how that quickly spirals into how horrible he is as a person and how Mm. he's always late and God's left him for that morning and it's only 9 a.m. And he's, you know, he's failed his kids. And Mm. that one missing light bulb Mm -hmm. quickly spiraled into all of these things. Yeah. And we can tend to do that so easily. Absolutely. I can do it so easily. So, and then one of the things that we talked about was that on average, we have 60,000 thoughts a day. Wow. And 48,000 of them are negative. Wow. Yes. So I pictured sort of two armies in our minds. I pictured this army of lies and an army of truth. Mm-hmm. And if that statistic is true, if it's truly 48,000 of them are negative, like the army of lies is way winning. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, and it's just that I I don't think that that means that we're standing on the promises of God right I don't think that that means we're using the promises mm-hmm. of God to defeat the lies that Satan's trying to throw at us and I think that Satan that's one of his greatest weapons it says he is a deceiver he is the father of lies so it makes sense that we would have all of these lies thrown at us by the enemy by the devil because that's his weapon that's what mm-hmm. he tries mm-hmm. you know and the thing about deception is that it's really hard to to perceive because it's deception. Absolutely. So you often don't even realize that you're sitting there in that, in that deception. And I did a, a thing with, I brought some people up on stage and I said, you know, I don't think we often have a hard time believing things about God. Okay. Like we say, God is love. And we're all like, yes, God is love. Mm-hmm. You know, we believe that he gave us his son, his son died for us. We have no trouble believing that. Um, We have no trouble believing God is our creator. Mm -hmm. God created the world. God made our bodies. You know, as followers of of Jesus, we believe that, right? But I think more often we have trouble believing the things about ourselves Mm -hmm. that are true, Mm -hmm. the things that God says about us. And I think if we start there, and that's our starting point, that's the foundation, then overcoming the lies, because the truth is, Heidi, we are in a battle for our hearts. And Satan is trying to get to our hearts, mm-hmm. but he'll get there through our minds. Yeah. You know, he'll use the mind battles yeah. that we go through and the lies that he puts into our minds. Yeah. And so we have to begin to refute those lies with truth, to actually speak God's promises, to declare them, to believe them. And I think that starting point, because it's it's really easy to say like, well just just believe the promises of God. But I wonder if maybe we don't – we have a harder time believing the promises of God because we don't fully believe who we are. Mm, yeah, that's true. Um, there's this passage in Ephesians chapter 1, and it's Paul declaring all of these things of who we are. Mm-hmm. And I love them. And I'm going to go through them, and there's six things, and it'll go quick. But the first one is, I am his Verse four and five says, "God chose us, and He made the decision to adopt us. I love that. He chose us. You know, He didn't do it flippantly. Yeah. He's not a God who decides something and then changes His mind. Right. He decided to adopt us. We know a lot of people who have adopted kids, mm-hmm. and it's such a beautiful, special thing. Like they've made the sacrifices to bring these children into their family, mm-hmm. and you see the the outpouring of love and the sacrifice that that." That is for those kids. So number one, I am his. And number two, he bought us. He didn't just choose us. Mm. He purchased us. You go to a store, you pick something out, and then you take your hard-earned money and you buy it and you get to take it home. Mm -hmm. And it says, he is so rich in his kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son. Mm. And number three, he showered us with kindness along with all wisdom and understanding. And you know, I had a friend this week shower with me with kindness. Mm-hmm. I mean, she just went over the top. You know, you get those texts from people sometimes and they make you feel good, and then sometimes people shower you with kindness. you mm-hmm. know I, I thought about you know, you go to a hotel and the shower head is terrible and yeah. it's like a trickle of water, yeah. you know, and you have to <laughs> run around in the shower to get wet. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Or you go to a really nice hotel where they have the big rain shower heads Mm -hmm. and it's just drenched. Mm -hmm. You stand under it, you get drenched. And that's the same with my friend. Like Mm -hmm. she drenched me with kindness. And that's the same with God. Like he has showered us with his kindness along with wisdom and understanding, which is, I love how it just says, oh yeah, along with this too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then number four and these are all in that Ephesians 1 passage. So you can go and read these for yourselves right in the Bible where it says all of this. He filled us in on the plan.
0: Hmm, you know, he I didn't
1: have to tell us his plan. Right. right. He didn't have to give us uh, a sneak peek into his plan for eter- for us, for our eternity. Um, but he did. Yeah. And he did it. And it says, God has now revealed to us his mysterious plan. You know when somebody's getting ready to propose and mm. they tell you, yeah. and they're like, here's the secret. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to do. Yes. And they fill you in. How special do you feel? Yeah. How noticed do you feel to be included in on their, on their their mysterious plan? That's what God has done for us. Mm. That's good. And then number five is he's written us into his will, and he's given us an inheritance. Verse 11 says, we have received an inheritance from God. You know, I likened this to a relative. This is like finding out that you've been written into a long lost relatives who's still alive into Mm -hmm. their will Mm -hmm. um, for a billion dollars. You know, but the catch is, is that you have to believe it, that it's yours, and you have to act like it's yours. And I wonder if some of us are waiting for that death to take place to reach Go and receive our inheritance, which is a far off place called heaven that we don't really relate to very much right now. And we forget that the death has already taken place. Yeah. And we are living in our inheritance right now. Mm-hmm. And yet we're, we're sort of paused, on hold, waiting to receive that inheritance, but the death has already happened. Mm -hmm. Jesus already died on the cross for us. Mm -hmm. We're living in our inheritance right now. That's so good, Heather. And then number six, the last one, he has identified us as his own. Verse 13 says, and when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own. Mm. And I like to think of this as my husband, Chris, flies a lot for his job and he flies so much in fact that he's earned the highest status Mm -hmm. with an airline and um so even if he's not sitting up in first class he gets to board the plane first Mm -hmm. so they'll call and they'll say all first class passengers and anyone with diamond medallion status can board the plane Mm -hmm. so he goes up and he hands him his ticket and he gets on the plane. Mm-hmm. Well, I have no status. Okay. <laughs> like the the first one I think is silver. I have, I'm below that. Mm-hmm. I have nothing. But when I fly with Chris, mm-hmm. I go up behind him and they say, thank you for flying with us, Mr. Taze. Have a nice flight. And he gets on the plane. But before he does that, he turns around and he says, she's with me. Mm-hmm. And because of his status, yeah. I also get to get on the plane first. Mm, That's so good. And it's the same with God. Like, he has already done that. He's identified us as his own. Mm -hmm. We get his status. That's good. Because she's with me. That's right. He's with me. That's That's what God is saying. Mm -hmm. And so I think when we look at these six things, if we've already decided to follow Jesus, we've already been given this amazing advantage. Yeah. To defeat the lies. To believe the, the truths. But I think, like we talked about earlier, I think we have a pretty – we do a pretty good job of of believing God in the big things. But I wonder if maybe we don't – if we struggle more in the small day-to-day things Yeah, um, and, and we don't speak the truths and the promises over God in the smaller things hmm. – as much as we do just in the big things that, that seem like they are, you know, the extraordinary things. Yeah. like, yes, I believe God can heal my mm-hmm. child. Yes, I believe God is going to provide for me. Mm-hmm. Yes, I believe God is leading me. But when it comes to the small everyday things, I wonder if maybe we let our mind listen to the lies army instead of letting the truth army yeah. take over. Yeah. Is that making sense? Oh, are you tracking? We, oh,
0: totally tracking. We just had an incident happen this morning. That exact scenario. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, tracking. Yeah. So then after that initial passage in Ephesians, it goes on
1: to talk about all of the things that you receive because you are, um, because you are a child of God. And I love verse eighteen. It says, "I pray your hearts will be flooded with light." I and mean, I just love that so mm-hmm. much because where there is light, darkness cannot. Cannot exist. That's right. So that you can understand confident hope he has given to those he has called his holy people. And then listen to this, Heidi. This just makes me want to jump up and shout <laughs> who are his rich and glorious inheritance. So not only are we written into his will mm-hmm. and given an inheritance, we are also his inheritance. Wow. yeah, Like it goes both ways. How yeah. cool is That's that? Incredible. He loves us so much. He cares for us so much. He's given us so much access to him and given us everything that he is, but we are also his. That is so good, Heather. Isn't that so great? I love that. Yes. So when you, when you start from that foundation, truth trumps fear. Mm. It trumps worry. It trumps doubt. You could go on and on and on. It can trump everything in your life if you have that light flooding your heart Mm. and you have that confident hope that he has called you, that you are his. Mm. And then, because I think sometimes we can hear a message and, you know, we can receive that truth, but we're like, how does this apply to my everyday life? Sure. Um, I wanted to take it one step further. And this honestly was such a light bulb moment for me, for me personally to go, oh, that makes so much sense. So in the Bible, when we read it, most of us, we read it in English mm-hmm. and it's translated into English. But if you go back and you look at the original text that it was written in, it's written in Hebrew and, and Greek. Right. And so different words have different meanings. We might have one English word, but that's translated into a whole bunch of different words and the meanings of them. So one of those words is truth. And you know that verse in John 8, where it says, you will know the truth mm-hmm. and the truth will set you free. Right. To be honest with you, I'm didn't, I'm not a Bible scholar. I haven't ever gone like into deep, deep theology study. And so I didn't know this. I always thought you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free was Jesus. Hmm. You shall know Jesus and Jesus shall set you free. Okay. Which he will and he does. <laughs> he does. But in this particular verse, that's not how truth is translated. Okay. Okay. There's a whole bunch of different ways that truth is translated through the Bible. Um one of them is t- t- talks about the Holy Spirit. One of them is is Jesus, the mm-hmm. word Jesus. Um one of them is a spoken word. Mm-hmm. But in this verse, it's the word aletheia and it means everything as it really is or reality. Mm-hmm. So you could read this verse like this. You shall know the reality and the reality shall set you free. Wow. And that just makes it take on a whole new meaning Yeah. because here we are sitting in our minds, how often has something happened and we've blown it out of proportion or we've assumed things, Mm -hmm. you know, a friend doesn't text you back and all, and then, and maybe it's been a day or, you know, an (laughs) hour, you know, and you're like, they don't like me anymore. They're mad at me. I've offended them. I've offended them. What's wrong? You know, and that's what this verse is saying. Like when you know the reality... The reality sets you free. That's right. So when we teach our minds to sit in the reality, Mm. sit in the truth, sit on God's promises, instead of going to that army of lies and letting Satan stir that all up, because that's what he does, Mm, shoots those arrows at us, Mm -hmm. we are able to overcome. So that that hit me just straight in the heart. Like, oh, you shall know the reality, and the reality will set you free. Mm. Instead of us being dramatic, instead of us going off... You know, on some crazy tangent in our yeah. minds about yeah. all of the things that we're assuming about a friend or a spouse or yeah. a situation. Yeah. How often have has your kid gotten a bellyache or a stomachache or, or a headache? And you're like, Oh my goodness, he has a brain tumor. Yeah. You know, your mind immediately <laughs> goes to like that worst but that's the devil. Yeah. That's, that's right. the devil speaking lies to you. Yeah. So like let's bring it back to reality and say, Oh, he probably has a bellyache because he ate three pieces of cake. Right. You know, like let's live there instead of in this, this land of lies that is straight from the devil. Yeah. So Heidi, I think it really just boils down simply to, we stop focusing on the problem and we focus on the promise of God. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean we ignore the problems. Obviously we have to confront and deal with and face problems in our life. And I'm fully aware that just because we speak promises, it doesn't mean that situations go away and that situations aren't hard. What it does mean is that it changes us, that we're able to walk through it differently Mm -hmm. because we are focusing on the promises of God and we're freeing up. What we're doing is we're we're telling Satan, nope, you don't get to have a foot in the door here because I'm standing on the promises of God. I am going to declare the truth of God. Mm -hmm. And that, that might feel really overwhelming to some people. And I'm not asking you to know all of the promises of God, maybe pick one, start with one and believe that, that you are who he says he is. And that will help you be able to refute all those lies that the enemy constantly is throwing at you. That's such
0: a good word. I'm sad that I had to miss it. (laughs) No, it's so good. I think that um, it is so easy to get stuck in that place of exaggerating. Mm -hmm. We have one thought and then we exaggerate it into this struggle That's not even truth. How often have you had an argument with your spouse and you argue and argue and argue and you're silent, 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 and then you think to yourself, where did this even start? Exactly. What is this even about? Do I even know why Mm -hmm. I'm mad right now? Mm -hmm. Is it even the point that was the first conflict? Mm -hmm. And it's usually not. Um, I love that you're saying all that because it really is confirmation for um, what I read in my devotion this morning, which mm-hmm. I think it's so cool when God does that. I think people ask us a lot, like we hear you talk about hearing from God and mm-hmm. what does that look like? Mm-hmm. This is what it looks like. Yeah. It's, you read something, you you put yourself in God's word, mm-hmm. you are in a devotional and then you watch him confirm what you've read. Mm-hmm. And he does this. Mm-hmm. So like what you're speaking right there is what parts of what I read in my devotion this morning. And I'm going to read a couple things because I thought it was so good. Um, and the, this author is talking about the concept of divine control, hmm. how God is in everything. Hmm. And I love this because I say this all the time, that God's in the details. Yes. God is in control of everything. Mm-hmm. So the author wrote this. He said he urges us to keep our minds filled with the concept of God's control over everything, which I loved that so much, mm-hmm. over everything. Yes. Not just the things that are big, yes. but over everything. Yes, Trusting that God's in Everything this morning, um, my husband was running late for a meeting because he could not find his wallet mm-hmm. and we're running around the house looking everywhere. And for us, that's unusual mm-hmm. because we're very tidy and we tend to put everything away when mm-hmm. we're home. And yeah, um, but we'd gotten home late last night and therefore hadn't done the dishes and hadn't put stuff away and hadn't emptied bags. And so he's running around looking f- for this wallet and he needed it because he was going to take customers out to dinner and or to lunch and, um, so we ended up not finding it. And he had to just take some of my, you know, one of my cards. And um, as he left, I just had this thought of, okay, what did we not do? We didn't ask Mm. Jesus to show us. like Mm. We didn't ask the Holy Spirit to step into this moment. And so I just said to the boys, I'm like, boys, let's just pray. And we prayed a five second prayer. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, will you help us find this wallet? And Kip had said, he was very frustrated. He had said, I have so much going on this week. I do not have time to deal with a lost wallet, mm. um, you know, because you lose your identity. Right. You lose your credit cards. That's a lot of work. Yes. And so literally the next thought that came to me was go to his office. So I went up to his office and I'm doubting myself the whole time I'm yeah. walking up there yeah. going, we've already looked here. He already looked yeah. here and he's thorough. So it's not like, you know, the the mayo's in the fridge and they're looking right at it and it's there yeah. and he doesn't see it. Like he was thorough. So I go in and I look in the places it should be and it's not there. And then I I just felt this thought, open that door. And I opened the door and my eyes fell on a computer sleeve that he doesn't usually use, but he had taken it to your house last night. Mm -hmm. And I opened it up and there was the wallet. Mm -hmm. And so um, just those little things. Yeah. And I loved that because I got to teach my boys then, Mm -hmm. guys, do you see how God was in that? Mm -hmm. And. Crosley, my seven-year-old, his eyes were as big as saucers. He's yeah. like, that was amazing, <laughs> you know, because he really saw yeah. that the Holy Spirit directed yeah. that moment. Yeah. So just that that thought that God really is in control of everything. Yeah. And then another portion of that um, devotional said, keep the thought that the mind of God is behind all things strong and growing. Not even the smallest detail of life happens unless God's will is behind it. Therefore, you can rest in perfect confidence in him. Mm. And, you know, that's kind of a silly reminder, the wallet thing. Mm -hmm. But just knowing that we do tend to build things up in our minds and we worry about so much in our minds. Yeah. And I love how you talked about that battle, the battle of the lies. Yeah. We let the battle of the liar win Mm -hmm. and it's our own fault. We let him trample our minds. We do. Well, just as an example, do you know how many times I've heard people say, well,
1: I'm just a worrier? Yes, And that is putting Justifying a label it. on yourself yeah. that is worry is a sin. Yeah. Worry is from the devil. And yeah. I can say I've been right there in that same situation where yeah. I'm so consumed with worry or with fear over something and I'm buying into Satan's attack. Yeah. It's like I'm joining his army. Yeah. And so just learning to speak out against those things and say, no. Um, I have confident hope that God is with me and that he is for me and he's fighting my battles yeah. and that I might understand all the things that are going on in this circumstance right now. And I might have some fear. I might feel some fear, but I'm going to trust God in this. Yeah. And it really, um, it's constant. It doesn't ever end. Mm-hmm. Like You don't ever get to the point where you're like, I've got it all figured out. Mm-hmm. I fully trust 100% yeah. all the time. It's a daily battle yeah it's a daily going back to the word of god and trusting his promises and speaking them over over yourself and over your kids and over
0: your spouse and your friends and your family and yeah because heather when when we are choosing to fill our mind with the thought that god is here god is in this then we're going to remember hey the heavenly father knows about this You know, we're not walking through this without his knowledge of it. That's right. He knows we're here. He knows the full length of this whole situation. Yes, that's right. And that's when we get to rest in it.
1: Yeah, that's so good.
0: So thank you for letting me share that. Thanks for preaching to me because I was missing
1: out. Yeah, you know, it's at our church. We only have one service. Yeah. And we came from a church. Actually, we came from two previous churches from years ago that – had multiple services. So when you preached, you got to do it more than once. Yeah. And so it's kind of fun to get to say it again. Hey, Hattie, I want to mention something to our listeners too that they may not realize. Um, We don't have a website for our show notes, but we do have iTunes, and everything for the show is on iTunes. Okay. So if you click on that episode where you see the description and you click – normally you have to click more because it only shows a couple sentences. Sure. But if you click down below that, you'll be able to see anything that we mention that we link to. Okay. So any websites or our sponsors are always linked on there. Or maybe if we mention a certain book, um, we'll put that on there as well. And so that's a really g- great way to find out specifics that you might have heard, especially, you know, people start driving or they listen while they drive and they're like, Oh, I want to write that down. So you can find that on iTunes. And while you're there, you can give us those great, pretty five stars, Mm -hmm. the purple five stars. Yeah. And leave a review. We'd love that so much. That's so good.
0: That's a good, um, I didn't know that about iTunes.
1: Yeah. It's kind of the, the bigger podcasts do that, you know, the really successful podcasts they have all of their
0: I think typically when I listen to podcasts, I do it while I'm driving uh-huh. or putting my kids to bed. Right. And I have got my headphones on. And um, so, and it just comes into my podcast app. So I don't typically ever even click on the details mm-hmm. of the episode, but that's good to know.
1: Yeah. So that's where yeah. we, it, it's not on all of our episodes because we've only started doing it fairly recently. Okay. Cool. It's on the recent ones.
0: Very cool. Well, I'd like to thank our sponsors for today's show. Yes. Um, first of all, we would like to thank Lauren Anderson Photography. Mm. So Lauren is a really good friend of both of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, Lauren and her husband are going to go to dinner with us really soon. And we're going to talk about parenting mm. because they have a little guy and one on the way. And we've got some littles and just um, to encourage each other mm-hmm. in this season because it can be it can be a rough one. Mm-hmm. Um but Lauren is so awesome. She has such a heart for people. She is a phenomenal um, wedding photographer. Yes. She yes. makes the most beautiful wedding photos oh they're stunning yeah so you have got to check out her instagram which we will link and um if you are a bride and you're looking for a photographer i could not recommend ryan and lauren more highly Mm -hmm. they are phenomenal to work with and just they're so positive and they're so uplifting Mm -hmm. and encouraging um she's won several awards too yes And we've podcasted her. So you can go back and listen to Lauren Anderson's podcast. And her husband, Ryan, also was podcasted. Yes. Yes. So
1: they're amazing people. And I it would be worth it if you're far away to fly them there to uh, your location to have mm -hmm. them. They're that good. Yeah, I would agree with that. They're amazing. So you can find out more about her at laurenandersonphotography.com. Heidi, she's the one who did all of our, our recent photo shoot and some yeah. of the photos that we use on Instagram. She did those for us and just made us feel comfortable and did an amazing job.
0: Yeah, we love her.
1: Yep. And then also, we want to thank Zeller Electric. They're a local company here in our city, mm-hmm. in our area, that um, specializes in residential and commercial electric. Yeah. And so if you are here local, check them out. You know, Heidi, sometimes when you hire someone to come to your house, I don't know, for me at least, because I'm at home with my kids and for you too, like you're, always a little bit like, who's coming into my home? Yeah, You know, can yeah. I see a badge? Can I see yeah. some ID? Yeah. You know? um. But I just know when you bring Zeller Electric into your home, they're family owned and operated. They're um, people of integrity. Yeah. They're going to do a great job. Um, And I've got some projects I need to get done in my home. So I need to give them a, give them a call. But the awesome thing about Zeller Electric is they're going to give us 10% off. If you go to their Facebook, like their page, and then mention that you heard about them on the
0: h Hour, you get 10% off. That's awesome. For, for your first visit. That is awesome. I know. Okay. Very generous of them. So check them out. And as always, thanks for tuning in with us here on the h h Hour. We are so glad that you did. And we will look forward to chatting with you next time.